deer down in front. So I need to get this out. What bothers me the most about this system of ratings, Nielsen, is how skewed and inaccurate it is. It's based on an outdated and archaic form of counting that doesn't apply to life today. It's like trying to count the number of marbles in a box, but using a hammer instead of your finger. You're only going to hit a small number versus legitimately counting the true amount of subjects. And this is what you base your data and decisions on? What the fuck? There, I'm done. I leave it in your far and more capable hands. John Pavlich from Sofa Dogs. <laughs> My name is T. Christie. I'm sitting here with Brian William Fenifter. Ratings. Michael Dorkman Scott. Hi. And Shrey the Nielsen Stokes. Yep. And we're going to talk a little bit about Nielsen's ratings and uh, what the hell those are. And for, ratings in general. For those who don't know metrics. right off the bat what that means, uh, it's a metric by which they measure viewership on television. And it's been around forever, and it's a constantly updating system, but people have problems with it because generally they don't understand it. There's a lot of misconceptions. They, I think people don't get the impression that it's constantly updating. I certainly yeah. didn't. And, I they, didn't and, they, and they also, uh, I have a different sort of a theory about why people think that way. But, uh, but yes, that's a fair assessment of the, uh, the general overview of it. Trey, why does this bother you so much? Just because it's one of the systems it's, that you feel is working? It's like, it's well, it's fucking no, wrong. No, here, here's, okay, well, here's, here's my point of view on why, you know, it's interesting because it ties into topics we've covered in other recent intermissions of, strangely enough, conspiracy theories in the alien autopsy, for one, <laughs> especially that one, uh, weirdly enough. Uh, but uh, the, the here's, my, here's my analogy. I'll, I'll give you a start with my analogy. Um, the concept of Nielsen ratings just from the peer groups that I kind of mess around with in the internet and in the down in front forums being, being one of them. Um, people who are otherwise smart and knowledgeable and fairly progressive and liberal, um, when you mention the Nielsen ratings, they turn into creationists. <laughs> where they literally go, nuh-uh, that's stupid. No. And, Were you there? And, and, and they, they've turned into creationists for the very same reason that creationists are creationists is because what you claim is proven is violating my core beliefs, and therefore I reject it because Firefly is the greatest show ever, and therefore they must have lied to us when they said no one watched it. And, I, that's got to be where most of the, the and, vitriol comes from. Where it's like if, if the Nielsen ratings were accurate, they wouldn't have canceled Firefly or something like – maybe it's something that's less – Inherently wrong than that. People, but people, that, but, people care about people their shows. People love but the it, Nielsens if it shows their show that they like is popular and will probably come back next season, and they don't like the it, Nielsens it, it, when, it a, does, when it says the opposite. That's a really good point. That's yeah, that's what you hear. In Who complains about? Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm so sure that two and a half men get six million viewers. That's such bullshit. That's you know? what you. I <laughs> which, think that's bullshit. Which is like, well, yeah. Strangely enough, it actually is. But sadly, again, and that's and and my point is, you know, I'd like uh, Pavlich, uh, you know, should have uh, maybe he, if he's in the chat room, maybe he will briefly elaborate on what an archaic system means is that he's referring to when he's talking about the science of stati- statistics which impacts our everyday lives in everything we do and, and everything is a we say refined science. and is in and fact me- a science although it's not as i've said an exact science like chemistry where if you mix this with that you're going to always get you know the third thing and well, well but, what I, you know. I was going to say to your point it's a lot like politics when they do polling well, if the if if the politician is up in the polls. They're like, "See, we're doing really well in the polls." Yeah, if they're down in the polls. They don't talk about it. And polls they, or they'll, or they'll, they will claim that the poll is artificially lying. Yeah, and and that's the first. That's the first thing. Maybe we can bring up is well, there is a way to skew data in polls. There's totally well. No, that's the thing. And there's a, there's, there's a way, to, way to there's a way polls, to do bad science in statistics. Is there's a way to do bad science in everything else. A poll that is not properly conducted is flawed. Right. No doubt about it, and will give you skewed information. My first question, and this is kind of a conspiracy theory question, is. Who benefits if the Nielsens aren't as accurate as they can possibly be? <laughs> F- 
follow the money. The Who, government, man. Yeah, it's totally the government. Well, yeah, you're a fine one to talk since you've participated willingly in the greatest government conspiracy <laughs> of all as if they're going to count every person in the United States. And, of course, I'm count- referring to that ridiculous sham known as the U.S. Census, for which right. did you or did you not accept money to be part of that vast conspiracy? Brian right. Finifter will answer the question. Yeah. <laughs> we, fucking, we fucking ran into people who, yeah, they... Exactly. Brian Finifter is correct in answering the question. Crazy. Exactly. Yes. Here's the thing. Okay, so... Yeah. Anyway. so uh, I miss uh, Anthony. Now I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fun. guess, and you know, if, if Mr. Pavlich is, you know, in the chat room, he can, he can tell me if I'm guessing wrong. I'm gonna guess that he's talking about an archaic system, in terms of referring to how it counts boxes and people filling out diaries, as opposed sure to what about what Hulu, what about downloads, what about Netflix, what about DVRs, what about torrenting, and all the other new metrics that are new, and why aren't they counting those? Um, am I semi correct? He can respond. That's to that. along the lines of what he's talking about. Yeah, okay. he says his particular problem is that. I, well, I'm not a Nielsen member. I don't get counted in this. Where, where's my vote? Is, is part of his argument. But, uh, but has you anybody... Count, you're counted demographically the same way you are in everything else we do in life. Right. Has but, anybody uh, personally ever called you and asked you how you were going to vote in the presidential election? Probably not. No. But they still get fairly accurate numbers. Yeah. If a poll is connected That's correctly and 538.com blew everybody out of the water right. at the last election by calling the, the election down to the percentage point... Um, calling every state correctly except for, for which was Indiana, well, Missouri, he, he, I think it was. whichever one took four months to actually even tell you who, who they voted for. That was the one he he missed by. He he, he said it was fifty fifty. He called it one way, it went the other way, and it took four months and a court to decide which way they actually had gone. So, but he was within one percentage point the day before the election. He locked his prediction. Boom! Here's what I say. Nailed it, um, and and made so a you lot, can get accurate numbers. A lot from of the other group. a lot of other pollsters had egg on their faces because he does it like a meta poll where he polls the pollsters and he throws out all the outliers and he's actually exposed more than one pollster who he found one pollster who was legitimately falsifying data. He proved uh-huh. statistically this pollster is this isn't just bad data. This is falsified data, and, and I can prove it mathematically why it's falsified. And also correcting for biases in, in polls that were still genuine but still had an agenda and were pushing. Like Gallup is famous it, for exactly. Well, it, Gallup is Gallup skews conservative, but if you know they skew, then you just sort of account for it. Well, what Gallup does is they skew uh, republic they they skew conservative long before the election day to help build the narrative to build the frame for one side, and then as they get closer, they bring their polls more in well, line. Well, again. With Okay, Mr. Creationist, but again, who, who benefits if Gallup fakes their data? Conservatives. The Republican Party. The, it's, no, it's, a matter, it's an issue of... But Gallup it, doesn't it, just sell to the Republican Party. Gallup it's, sells it's an issue to of setting. It's an issue of setting the narrative and setting up the frames early on in the election. Early on in the campaign, rather. But Gallup... Oh, is going to be awkward. Gallup and... Anyway, well, this is a thing. tangent. Gall- no, it's not. Gallup and Nielsen both sell their product to competitors. They sell their product equally... To people who are in competition with each other. Do you not see that there's a built-in oversight to that where you're going, wait, if anyone of any of those competitors suspects the data is being skewed toward the other competitor, don't you think they're going to get all freaked out and go, hey, let me look at your data there, pal? The political world is not a pure free market by any stretch of the imagination. Anyway, back to the so subject. So you're, you're saying that the Democrats are willing to let Gallup be skewed toward the conservatives and not question it. Well, we just said that you just acknowledge the skew and account for it. So they're just going, yeah, well, they're skewed. So, you know, we'll just... Okay, but you're saying they're deliberately guess. skewed. And, and yeah. the, the issue is there can be bad data. And you can, you can say we could get better data collection, you know. Um, the, one of the reasons that, that Gallup skews conservative, and a lot of people have called them on this, and rightly so, is because they're a phone poll. 
And they, for a long time, I don't know if they still do, they don't call cell phones, which means they're missing younger people. Mm -hmm. Their data is skewing older, which skews conservative. That's built in. I remember in 2004, that was a big thing. Like, we thought yeah. Kerry was actually going to win because of that. And it turns out, while that is a real but again, statistical that's, anomaly, that's it methodology not and not conspiracy. And that's the thing. And right. again, it comes back to people like the Nielsen's or, or networks are deliberately. The, the greatest quote I ever saw was someone said, yeah, Sci-Fi Channel just wants to put on shows that no one watches. <laughs> you actually think that's sci-fi's business model that they want to put on shows that no one watches they've seen the producers keep on going i well, want to hear how that show. works anyway. yeah. <laughs> now in the chat uh, re referring back to what we're talking about and it's more of a it's more of a i hesitate because i, I feel this sounds rude uh, but it seems more like a rudimentary statistics misunderstanding where pavlich is saying but how accurate can it be if they're not counting everyone humans are extremely bad at understanding statistics yeah. just right. as a general we, rule that's why, that's, we why are not a, that's why it's a college degree and, a, yeah. and an advanced degree but my our brains are not is, hardwired to understand the concept yeah. of statistics. i mean it's something well, it's you might you might get some some variance in the reliability of this but it'd be really close to what it is where if you ask a hundred people coke or pepsi you're going to get basically the same response as you'd get to a thousand if you're no. asking a hundred people is not a small and large enough sample right. size well but, 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 but that's it's, what, it's that's a fractal thing if you asked everyone or half of everyone you'd still get a pretty close it's proportion a, well, it's, a, it's a fractal thing if you're if you're properly if you're spreading it out if you're properly everyone. spreading the demographic yeah. and again well, uh, it, we it comes back it's all about methodology and the and nielsen isn't even you know forthcoming about all the methodology because they're a business and they sell a service and so they're not going to say how they do their business but anyway go on. well we should maybe do a 30 second primer on what a sample size is and how polls actually work the idea behind polling and why why it works as a methodology is if and they've tested this in meta polls if you ask and you need a large enough what's called a sample size if you ask say 500 people what their opinions are and you get the demographics right that works out to the same numbers as if you ask 5 million people yeah. if you you know you can if you want to get the the opinion of what america of all 300 million americans thinks about something you only have to ask a, a thousand or something along those lines that will then give you an accurate representation it's basically like resolution from properly from a properly selected from, yeah, right, correct. Yeah, right. It's like resolution. It does you come back chunkier to chunkier and chunkier, but it's sort of the right shape, and then it refines. Science itself. done right. badly gives bad results, but right. science done properly gives but, proper but, results. But, sci but um, part of part of science and part of knowing that it's giving the proper results, and I'm not saying it's not, but I am actually curious. Um, you know, it, you you do you do an experiment, and then you check it against the real world information, and you right. go, this lines up, and if it lines up repeatedly enough times the experiment it's like all right this methodology is accurate i mean like you know there's the whole quantum physics thing they're like we don't know why this is accurate but we know that it is yeah, it's, enough it's reliable we don't know why it's working but yeah. it is reliable so far so we can continue using it even though we haven't quite yeah. figured out why it works this right. way well, one of the things so that, well, well, the yeah. only thing i was go going ahead. to ask and and you can uh you know get back sure. to this whenever but um what i'm interested in then is where where is that that uh that larger experiment where where they've looked at it and gone yes the nielsen's directly the, the larger experiment has, has occurred accidentally in the past decade or so because now we have at least five new ways to measure whether people like a thing or not um uh, downloads we've, we've got torrented downloads you've got dvr views you've got home video sales um, netflix and netflix um let's let's and itunes you know, and streaming views um let's call it let's say that's the five 
Um, first of all, actually, uh, if, if you want a really in-depth thing about this, it's not my sole source of, of this information, but when I read it, I was like, wow, wow, somebody finally like came out and, and told it like it was. Craig Angler, who is a v- VP at Sci-Fi, S-Y-F-Y, the channel, I know, I hate it too, the, the, the spelling. Um, but he, Sifi, I say. Yeah, he's, sure. and there's a reason why they did it, and I understand why they oh, changed yeah. the name. But, the, but he is the, he's the guy who runs the official Sci-Fi Twitter account, and he also has his own account. Um, and he very bravely, um, about a year ago, wrote a series of columns for um, Blaster um, in which he said, look, I work at Sci-Fi. Let me try and explain to you how this works. And, oh, the fanboy rage about, you know, again, it's, it's conspiracy theories and creationism and screw your science, you know, came, it went crazy. But he told a very straightforward and very thorough, okay, here's what ratings are. Here's what they aren't. Here's why we look at this and we don't look at this and blah, blah, blah. Um, and I, I, I do have um, a possibly a related question because, um, you know, wh- wh- where's the where's the cause and effect maybe? Because now that we've got these other metrics, now that right. we've got streaming and stuff like that, is it possible that the things with the highest ratings are getting the most views because they're the ones with the highest ratings well, that, and people that, are like, I've got to check that's this That's his out. basic point is is – if if the Nielsen's weren't essentially you know within you know striking distance of being accurate enough to go okay we can make decisions based off that you would see that data not match all those other things well, but something that's as pop you know, as popular X Nielsen wise is going to get iTunes about X is going to get you know downloaded about X is going to get DVR'd about X is going to sell about X many but what I'm that, saying is what I'm saying is isn't it possible that because it's Nielsen was X everyone's going oh shit this has got to be big and that's why those other things well, are showing no, up no because why would the you know who checks the Nielsen's before they buy a DVD they just go oh Firefly I like it I'll buy that you know these are totally separate systems I guess that's that, true that I mean they've all... heard it was popular well I'm just, I'm again just thinking... it's, like, it's like again the Nielsen's don't tell people it, what's popular it may be more indirect than that it may be uh, the Nielsen's Nielsen's, the Nielsen's create a system where this oh we this is kind of this is popular so we'll advertise we'll put more money into the advertising behind that we'll put more billboards and more commercials for it and then it gets more and it's which it, well effect. of course I, that does happen but I, the the, you know, the idea is that you know you can't advertise people to love something if it isn't lovable well the reason the reason I ask you is know. because the like the New York Times bestseller list that's mm-hmm. a system that's openly gamed. In in yeah. this sense, there are there are co- because you can buy thousands of copies. It's of books. sort of it's yeah. sort of like the well, you can buy thousands of copies of books, and it's sort of it's sort of like what people perceive the Nielsen system as, which is there are there are a handful <laughs> of bookstores across the country right. that uh, that are like New York Times bestseller list like you know stations that that they pay attention to, and if you can get the the you know the local church book club to come in and they sell out those bookstores, even if nobody else has heard of the yeah. that book it's on the New York Times bestseller list, and because it's on the bestseller list, then other people buy it and it sure. becomes a legitimate bestseller yeah, but that's advertising, and Nielsen's not in the advertising business okay Nielsen is in the we're trying Wait, to count. What? Nielsen's not in the advertising business. Nielsen is absolutely in the advertising business. That's how they determine how much to charge people for no. commercials. Nielsen is the independent source that networks use to talk to advertisers about why they should pay for their commercials. Nielsen isn't well, Niel- part of the Nielsen process. Nielsen doesn't benefit from it. Okay. Nielsen I, is a so service that sells it's data. A, it's, it's a semantic difference here. I'm just, no, okay. it's not a semantic difference. And that's why no, in, who, in, who benefits? You know, Nielsen does not benefit from commercial other. sales. Nielsen, Nielsen doesn't get another dime for saying no one watches Firefly than they do for saying everyone's watching Lost. Right. It doesn't, they, there's right. no payment to them either way. They don't benefit by skewing their data. They benefit by giving the best data to all these competitors who are going to be fact-checking their data as they possibly can. Because then everyone wants their data. Because exactly. If your data is okay. good, then, okay, we don't want to hear that, that nobody watched Playboy Club, but we need to know it. Mm-hmm. 
So if your data is accurate, then we want to know. And okay, I guess we better cancel Playboy Club. You know, I'm sorry, but people aren't watching it according to the data we have. Um, anyway, the, the you know, this is the same with Gallup. It's people are like, yeah, Gallup comes out of the woodwork every four years. Gallup is an ongoing company. It employs thousands of people, and it polls everything we do in everyday life. It's not just for presidential elections. Gallup polls, do you like this washing machine versus that washing machine? Do you like this versus that? Gallup polls every human activity in America. That's their business. And again, I ask, where is it of a benefit to Gallup to skew data when their business is to sell data to people who want good data? Um, and I, when and it I, comes to washing machines, they probably don't have the same incentive. And see, again, for some reason, you're thinking their political data, you're creationizing that argument. You're like, because it, because it just is. Um, no. And again, I'm saying why. But uh, one of the, the parallel thing we should get into, though, is because is this argument gets made a lot. And, and first of all, again, Craig Angler, look it up, Blaster, Craig Angler, sci-fi. You'll find his lengthy, very detailed piece on all the different metrics. And I'm just going to you know sum up what he said and what other people have said. Um, here, but just for worth thinking, is people say, "Well, why don't they count torrents?" Anyone? They don't make I, any money. Yeah, exactly. Torrents. They count torrents, and then they weep because yeah. torrents don't make any money. Torrents are all the people not watching. Exactly, the show, and, and and you have to understand that networks are not in the business of being popular. They're in the business of making money, and they make money by having a show that they can promise to advertisers X many people will watch or are watching. That determines how much the ads can be sold for. That's their business. And the making of shows is merely just putting the corn in the trough to try and draw the pigs in. It's a loss leader. As someone said is. about Facebook, it's like if you didn't pay for it, you weren't the client. And you're not the TV station's clients. The advertisers are the TV station's clients. You uh, as the audience are the product. You, you are the product that's being delivered to the client. But on the subject of torrents, how has the Nielsen collection methodology changed over the years? Well, they, they're, they're constantly, just like any stat, statistical model, you know, they're trying to keep up with all kinds of variations. They've re recently switched largely to, or more to, uh, people indicator, people monitors, which monitor who in the household rather than just the household. Regular monitor, regular old school monitors would just monitor. Some, the TV was on and it was watching Lost. The people monitor, actually, I think you log into it is how it works. So it's like the 17-year-old is watching Lost, which, again, this is what advertisers want to know. It's like, oh, the 17-year-old, hello, ding, winner, winner, chicken dinner. That's the guy we wanted to be watching Lost. Put pizza commercials on that show. Exactly, put pizza commercials. Meanwhile, and this is you know for you, Mr. Pavlich, Castle, mm, that's where the adult diaper ads go. Because because that's where that audience skews to, so you know let's put the Viagra also ads, the Glenn Beck show, the Viagra ads and the Glenn Beck show that we advertise those on on Castle because that skews older, that show skews older. Yeah, actually, and, my my roommate works in advertising, and that's yeah. what he does. He places advertising. Yeah. He says this group, according right. to all of these metrics, and I ask who's and watching. Ask once show. again, internet fanboy with no knowledge of the system at all versus companies that are making billion dollar decisions based off this data. Where's your reason to to question it when people are are okay with making billion dollar decisions right. off it? If people don't you not... think they're asking hard questions <laughs> about how this data is being gathered? People who no. who aren't okay making a billion dollar decision <laughs> over whether or not the you know the main character has a dog, they'll change yeah. that yeah, because exactly. they want the advertising. Anyway, but so so torrents. Okay, so torrents don't get counted, and hopefully we all understand why they don't get counted in terms of oh, but if you count the torrents, then Battlestar Galactica gets this many more viewers. It's because no one makes money off torrents, so fuck those people. It's like, what, you know, what, good, what good news for us? 10 million thieves are willing to watch our show, but they're not willing to actually give us any money to watch the show, so let's not make that show for those people. Um, what's the next example? Uh, uh, DVR. DVR. Well, and DVR, it turned out to be, cause, and, and many people don't know this, but D Nielsen counts DVR. 
Now they do. They do. They didn't. They didn't they for a didn't while, though. Uh, for a long time. And they the, didn't for a and, long time, the but point, they have for years now. And okay. again, it's well, like, yeah, you know, yeah, it's, this is where a lag. you're being creationist. Because like, yeah, well, they're just changing how they do stuff all the time because it's a science that's and not, it's that's evolving. That's not what either of us just said. <laughs> yeah. No, but the point the point was several years ago was that the fact that they're not and that it was, that DVRs were already representing yeah. a significant dent I, that was not being reflected. So I don't. I don't think a lot of people knew that. And now it's being counted. It's absolutely. If you look at Nielsen ratings, there's there's overnights, which is kind of a guess. Really, it's a quick estimate. It's a poll, really. Um, based on early data, there's same day. Isn't is there if, a Studio sixty episode about the overnights? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, same day is if if you watched even your DVR version up to like two a.m. the same day the show aired, it's considered part of the same day. Then there's DVR plus one, which is how many people watched it a day after it aired, and then there's DVR plus. They kind of count DVR three, I think, and then there's DVR seven, which is how many people finally got around within the last week of watching the, the program in question. Um, and many shows, and Terra Nova, for example, is one of them, will see a huge spike in viewers if you, ca- if you count plus seven. But isn't it uh, – now, now I'm thinking as we're, as we're talking about the DVRs, isn't it almost fair – wouldn't it – isn't it almost fair for the Nielsen people to have skipped DVRs for a long time for the same reason that they're skipping torrents? Mm-hmm. Because the people aren't watching the advertising. That's why torrents – that's why DVR views don't count. Yeah. People fast forward through the ads – Sorry, not counting those doesn't make any money. Now you you that's that's and that's again it's like so if you complain like but if you add in you know Terra Nova literally picked up a million viewers by watching by counting in the seven day DVR, a million viewers who probably didn't watch the ads and the ads are the point. But Hulu's different because Hulu's different because you, you can't fast yeah. forward through the ads. <laughs> that's that's a whole other metric. Now know? in the chat, uh, this might actually have been answered by the previous tangent, but he was asking during that, so maybe not. He was talking about how on Scott Pilgrim we were talking about the Comic Con audience and the selection bias at work there, where it's like, oh, they all loved it. Yeah, it'll be huge. Right? Is there anything like that going on here? If they're only measuring certain types of viewers, but if they're they're measuring, if they're, is, if, they're measuring if they're adding the most on, full spread of viewers, right? They can. If they're starting to add on the DVR people and the the streaming people and everyone. I don't see. I don't see where selection bias could evolve. Well, that, that. Well, that, that, that was well, the criticism of the Nielsen's of a few years ago when it was still the old model of they had to come into the house with the set top box. Oh, they're only counting the old people that are watching at home. They, they're only counting, and they the, found bias and they isolated bias in it. They, right. they found they, they found bias between people who filled out. There's also the diary version where people literally write down what they watched, and they found that you know that would skew people. Literally, would as as people do not want to say they watched wrestling so much, so they might not <laughs> write that Jersey one Shore. down. Or, I want to say we watch Masterpiece Theater. I mean, you do have to, you know, you do have to account for that and be, be aware of that. that when you introduce human ability to actually skew the data they're going to be giving you, you know, right. it upholds no good if the person you're asking questions to is telling you lies, and you do have to be on, on That's guard what Zarban was going on. He just said, you know, moms would be the ones who are filling out the diaries, and they're not going to tell you what their kids were watching if they were watching. Exactly, which know, is why the people meter has ghost, come in. Ghost horror Afro fucks, too. Technology has allowed the people meter to come in, where you literally log into it, and that way they know that the, the, the parent watched the McNeil-Lara report and the kid watched Lost, or, you know, or vice versa, or whatever it was. Because, again, the next sad fact about advertising is, if you're, over, if you're, if you're me... Advertisers don't care what I watch. They don't care. Unless, unless they're targeting me specifically. Like I said, if they, if they go, oh, well, well I get the show that has the Viagra and the, and the adult diapers, um, but I'm not in the target demo. The target demo is 18 to 49. Um, that's who advertisers most want to sell yeah. to. I think I, uh, the, the problem with Scott Pilgrim is that it was – Scott Pilgrim was a cart before the horse thing. What <laughs> they were doing is they're going, this audience loves it. That means everyone will love it. And what TV advertisers do go, we're putting this in front of everybody who loves it. 
That's basically how this is working. Yeah. So so you know if you're you know if you're advertising Scott Pilgrim, you go well. I'm going to put that on a show that you know I'm going to I'm going to advertise that on Gossip Girl. I'm not going to advertise that on the weekly six o'clock news. On the Glenn Beck know. show. Exactly. Strapendus puts it eloquently about the the diaries mom thing. If the internet had diaries, no one would have ever watched porn. <laughs> that's, apparently, porn doesn't exist on the internet because I've never found any ratings to uh, suggest that's happening. So, but then, but so that's the thing is is. You do have to understand that the networks are in business and they, you know, they go, oh, yay, a million more people watched a week later. But they fast forwarded through the ads and some ads are time sensitive. You know, it's like if you're advertising your movie that's opening on Friday and the person doesn't see the commercial till the following Thursday, then as an advertiser, you go, well, that was money I wasted because it didn't do the job. Even if you're the network yourself and you're running your own promos for, you know, tomorrow night on show. Two and a Half Men yeah. and they don't see that promo until the next next week. Well, what was the value of it? Hell, I've, I've got, you know, old episodes of like Mythbusters and stuff from months ago yeah. that I'm watching. And I forget. And, but I forget to fast forward sometimes through the ads. And you see commercials like, for stuff you didn't even remember they were selling yeah, you back. Exactly. <laughs> oh shit! There's a great deal on at Pizza Hut. Oh, <laughs> I can't even remember when that was. Did that movie come out? Oh, yeah. I didn't even know it came out. So again, it's like you again. You have to understand. You do follow the money. It's like DVR matters to a certain extent, and you can make a case when you're a TV producer talking to the network to say, "But look, people watch the show." The next question is going to be, "How can we get them to watch it when it's on?" Mm. Uh, how can we get more of them to watch it when we need them to be watching it? So it, it matters because it does. it is a measure of this is how many people like the show and want to see it. Um, what it becomes more is is an argument to the network like, hmm, maybe we shouldn't run that show in that time slot or on that day or whatever. Gossip Girl was the first. When they first started counting DVRs, Gossip Girl went from on the bubble to huge hit DVR-wise. And that was kind of a shocking thing because Gossip Girl, was, I think, was on Friday nights. And and someone finally put it together. It's like, oh, I get it. Our target market for the show Gossip Girl is not sitting home watching TV on Friday nights. They want to see the show, but they're not going to be home on Friday night to watch the show when it's on. And DVR views were through the roof. Some shows double their ratings when you count DVR. What's the incentive to watch a show live? Just you're just home. that into what is what is going to be. Yeah. You're the if, first, if you, to, be the first you, to know, I guess. If you really, really, really want to know what happened on Lost, right? You know, the instant it's available you to yeah. you, well, the you next want to be able to talk basically. about it at the office the next day, yeah. or with your friends at lunch yeah. the next day. And again, I, it's, it's and I mean, there, to there me, are that's shows weird... that exist even today that yeah. that rise yeah. to that level. Lost yeah. kind of hit that. You know, people well, wanted to know right away. I, I went over it. My my friends had a Lost night every night. It was on, and now it's a Walking Dead night. It's. Terra Nova was kind of supposed to be family appointment that, TV, yeah. and it really yeah. isn't that cool. way. And Strapinus points out, American Idol is beloved because you have to watch well, of course. it live. Yeah, to I was thinking yeah. the exact same thing. That's why that not only yeah. American Idol, but Dancing so you think you can dance and, all, and Dancing with the Stars Ooh. because you have to you have to be there to vote for your favorite. Exactly, right. that's and happening that night. And, not, and, not, and Brayden not, says Walking Dead has time sensitive contests for fans. Exactly, and shit like that. Not in the least coincidental. What was the show you just got named? <laughs> Oops, <laughs> I pulled a Rick Perry just there. Yeah. That fucking Wait, s- we're talking about where people sang in Fox and people's uh, uh, American singing Idol. show. Right. American Idol. Uh, American Idol's been the number one television show in America for like seven years now. Yeah. Again, ratings that count. Yeah. People who actually watched it when it was on, it's and the number one show. And had to watch show. the pizza commercial. Exactly, and they had to watch the pizza commercial. This, this episode is brought to you by so-and-so. Um, now we can talk about, you know, but you mentioned Hulu. Hulu advertisers love things like Hulu because... You can't fast, you can't forward, fast forward to the commercials. The thing is, you can't guarantee an audience like a network can. You can say, "Yeah, we'll put it on Hulu," and they can't they can't fast forward to the ads. How many people do you, do you think will watch that piece that we put on Hulu? 
have no way of determining how many people will watch that. We'll tell you after. We'll tell you after. Now, which networks will go, well, then we'll pay you retroactively, but we're not going to give you a huge upfront payment for it. So that's, and that's the argument, and I'm in that world right now. That's the argument why people aren't putting television money into internet projects, even on something as high profile as Hulu, because you can't guarantee the return. Whereas a network can literally say, even if it is the worst show of all time, we guarantee you half a million viewers. I mean, it, we could put on a test pattern and half a million viewers will watch that. <laughs> Networks literally know that number. So the Internet, you know, doesn't have the ability yet to guarantee eyeballs. And that's why, that's why but it, it is. But at some point it will, and then we'll see a show. It's what we're talking about today and why yeah. we're complaining about the Nielsen ratings right. today. Why they may go away in the future and be, you know, combined into some other thing. Um, the, oh, uh, home video. Home video sales. First of all, networks... Don't make money from home video sales. So they don't care how many... <laughs> yeah, that's, that doesn't help them. The, the TV production company, unless it happened to be the network in the case where the network made its own show, but well, it, the producers get the money from DVD sales. It, it can help in the almost the DVR sense where maybe like maybe a show that was a little popular, but then it explodes on, on, on home video. Then they're like, well, they're going to watch the second season. They'll be exactly. back for that. Exactly. Often, often that tale is too long for that to happen. I mean, Firefly was a great example. Firefly was, oh... Huh. Look at that DVD sales on that son of a bitch. But then the show, also, the show was long gone by then. Of course, the, ex- the, gr- the, the example, example is Family Guy. Guy. Yeah. Ex- well, but the, the, the two differences is it's much easier to resurrect a cartoon five years later than a live action show. You know, you know all the voice actors, doesn't matter if they've even got other jobs, they can still show up for four hours and do a voice session, and we don't have to rebuild the sets, and the actors aren't looking five years older and, haven't, and all that sort of stuff. Um, but again, a lot of people like to say stuff like Family Guy. See, Family Guy, they said it was no good and no one was watching it. Um, but then look at the DVD, like DVD sales, the same with Firefly, clearly. you know, And, and there are other examples as well. That would have been at a time where they weren't doing the young ways of checking on TV, and all right. the kids bought that fucking DVD. But, but see, the, the, what, what, that, what that says is it doesn't say, oh, there were millions of viewers that somehow didn't get counted. That means that there DVD. were millions of viewers who didn't know the show was there that ah, they could have loved. Gotcha. That's what it means. So you know, which and, and it, Family Guy was the same issue that Firefly had. It's not that people weren't watching it because it wasn't good. It, 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 people weren't watching those shows because they kept getting moved around and preempted, or, and, or they didn't, you know, or I, they weren't advertised they, in the first place. Yeah, exactly. And, and these are all arguable. These are yes. arguable. Nielsen is just telling you who watched. Right. That's all it is, and there's it's no other agenda. And there are plenty of arguments for why people <laughs> may not be watching. And you can have those arguments. I'll preemptive. have those arguments right. with you. You know, I, 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 those are the valid arguments to make about Firefly. I only Firefly. came to love Firefly on DVD. I didn't even know it existed until it was on DVD. I never heard of the show Firefly on this network called Fox. I didn't know there was such a thing. I never had a chance to find out if it was any good. I did know about Family Guy while it was on. <laughs> it was pretty underground, you know. Yeah, exactly. In the chat so, room, John Pavlich says, thank you, Trey. You've summed it up. I get it now. Yeah. So, so here's the thing. Yeah. Like, hey, we're helping. Here's the thing is, is, <laughs> is talking about looking at other metrics, you get outliers. You get outliers like Firefly, like no one watched it. Huge DVD. Oh, okay. There is something here to be looked at. You know, and, and Universal responded by going, let's make a feature. Well, that didn't work either, but it, bless them for trying. Um, and they, I mean, they tried like hell. They and they tried like hell. It you know, like but, but Family Guy, this time Fox said, okay, there is a market for Family Guy. Let's just try it again. We'll market it differently. We'll put it, we'll, however they did it. But this time was like, yes. And of course, it's, you know, a fixture to this day. Um, so it's, it's just unusual because the show usually can't be brought back from the dead like that. There's, it, Family Guy is about the only example there really could be that, uh, that that's ever happened. Oh, Futurama. Futurama. Now. Yeah. Futurama. Okay. Futurama is the same game, but not at, not nearly as successful. Futurama as and Futurama 
also is a cartoon, so you can right. revive it five years later, even though Katie Seagal is 20 pounds heavier and does a show already. You know, it's like it doesn't matter because she can she's still be the still boy. hot. She's still so hot. Oh, my God. Um, Katie Seagal. Yeah. Anyway, let's wrap this up. We're actually technically over time, but uh, to that's, sum it up. That's fine. Well, it, this will skew in over into the house time slot, so we'll actually get a bump <laughs> on their ratings. Oh, it's going to suck. Yeah. yeah. Uh, to, to sum it up, what is the nature of the of the mistrust is it just that they're not keeping up with how the world is today and they're skewing old i think people just don't they, they understand just, they just how don't it works. know the changes because i thought and it was i thought it was just the box and journal and that didn't seem that didn't seem effective to me but also because mm-hmm. like most people i don't have a real yeah. strong understanding of statistics either. it just comes it just comes back to me again it's like it's all i'm saying is you know feel free to, to poke holes in their methodology show me the data but if you're just gonna go uh firefly rules then you're a creationist. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I'm saying. You know, God made the universe, and fuck you, your data. You know, it, it, that's that's it's Get just, your facts on out of here. Exactly. It's a weird. It's just a weird thing that there's. You know, again, it just tells you what people strongly believe. And it's like I strongly believe that this show is awesome, and for some reason they want to take it away from me. I think, and, and the idea that it's not making enough money because people aren't watching it isn't a good enough reason because I'm watching it every week. So and I'm you're lying. If they counted me, they would know that. Yeah, Firefly is awesome, and everyone at Browncoats.org says the same thing. It's a hundred percent. I think part of the problem is that Nielsen has no reason to to be upfront or to advertise or not advertise, to, but to have a quality public relations part of their operation to say this is how we do things and this is our methodology. There's just <laughs> yeah. there's no market incentive for them to yeah. have to do that. The same way Coke plasters their formula on billboards yeah, all the time. Exactly. And because and and as as Trey said very very succinctly. We're not the ones they're selling it to, so yeah. why do we have to know? Right, we're we're not the ones they have to justify their methodology yeah. to. They're, yeah. Like you say, Trey, they're, I'm pretty they're... sure they have to justify it pretty seriously to the people they're selling their data to. Yes, you know, I, I think the books are open if you go to ABC and they've got an entire accounting department going. Okay, what? Yeah, right. All right. I guess so that's once again, solid. so like the Facebook example, it comes down to the fact that we are not the consumer; we are the product. <laughs> that's right. Trust everybody. You're the merchandise. My name is T. Christie. Brian Finifter. Nice cut. And. 3.5% of uh, Trey Stokes. But, but, but 48 in the demo. <laughs> Fuck your data. <laughs> good night, good night. <laughs>